welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola Amirus. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, so today is Easter Sunday. I hope you're well, whatever it is you're listening from any part of the world. I hope all is good with you in your world. And I have almost nothing really to say today, really, other than just to just thank God for being, you know, like the Lord of my life and just being here. And I think today is a Jesus Appreciation Day you know what i'm saying so i would recommend even if you're listening to this like months from now because you know whenever you may be listening to this just take some time out to appreciate jesus and him being the lord and the savior of the whole earth and all of that i was reading um the book of revelation before i came up i was just going through some you know things i mean the book of revelation has always fascinated me it's the last book of the bible I think it's the one book that scholars have the least agreement on. Everybody agree, everybody we all agree that we don't know we really we, we really don't know what revelation is all about, you know. It's it's the you know there there are there's some portions of it that are quite, you know, um you know, they're quite literal and yeah, you can you can get a sense of what it's saying, but the greater part of it, the sequence of events, okay, some things you know that they are past, like for instance, when it talks about the devil being cast out of of, um, of heaven, you sort of know that that's past because Jesus said in Luke 10, in the gospel, that um, um, according to Luke, that he, he beheld that he actually witnessed the fall of Lucifer from heaven, so that sort of like infers that there was a sort of you know that incident has taken place so some incidents in revelation happened before some incidents were ongoing as of the time john was writing and some things are clearly in the future for instance new heaven and a new earth clearly that hasn't happened christ coming to the earth yes well that hasn't happened either the devil being thrown into a bottomless pit for 1,000 years, that hasn't happened. Christ reading on the earth for 1,000 years, that hasn't happened. But a lot of the other stuff, you know, around, you know, the, the issue of the beast and the mark and all those things, some people think some of those things, they were not to be taken literally and, you know, and maybe they may have happened in some kingdoms before now um, and all that. So, um, yeah, and, yeah, so there's just a lot going on there. Um the yeah so there's a lot that you can say clearly hasn't happened clearly i mean new the the, the old earth is still here so we know the devil hasn't been judged yes we know that hasn't happened lake of fire judgment all of that yes great white throne judgment all of that we know hasn't happened yet but the, some things have happened so anyways but the one thing that you get from revelation which i think you don't you know it, it's it's and i think that's the what is most important you get to see how significant the sacrifice of christ was from the perspective of heaven from the from the perspective of the throne room overseeing all the galaxies the universe and everything that ever existed the highest throne. you can you know it, it tells us how significant it was that it was the lamb that was slain that was worthy to open the seven seals you know the the, the fact that you could see that reverence with which the inhabitants of the throne room of god you know looked at the lamb that was worthy to open the seven seals and he says he was slain to redeem us from every nation on the earth and that um you know we shall reign with him as kings and redeemed us to be kings and priests and of course the revelation also describes jesus in his you know 
um, heavenly form. So, you know, he's not like the man, his eyes are like flame of fire, you know, his feet are like brass, you know, he's just like, you know, totally out of this world kind of imagery. And um, John didn't even recognize him because he wasn't in his earthly form. He was very much son of Godish, you know, in fact, as in Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, you know, before me there was none, after me, you know, all of that. So he was he was all in all of his heavenly majesty so he wasn't like the jesus that they saw on earth neither was he like the jesus that was risen um, immediately after the resurrection and the jesus that ascended this was the jesus that is seated at the right hand of the throne of god and i think it was important for us to see that and for john to record that because that is how jesus is now so in as much as we model our lives on earth against the earthly ministry of christ and the example that he led gave to us and of course we we his sacrifice and all of that continues to give us the opportunity the access you know the cleansing from sin and all of that the fact is right now in heaven if you want to know what jesus looks like then you really need to go to the book of revelation i think from revelation 1 to 4 or so i will put in the description the scriptures that really show how he is right now seated at the right hand of the father and you know it talks there's a lot about jesus in revelation because it shows jesus you know um, as the lamb that was slain it shows jesus as the alpha and omega speaking to john and telling giving the message to the churches seven churches and then it shows jesus on the white horse coming with you know a sword in his mouth with his angels and then it talks about jesus seated on the throne as well you know and in, and in, in, the, in the holy city and judging the entire earth so there's a lot about jesus but it's a heavenly jesus you know what i'm saying it's jesus seated at the right hand of the father and it's very different from the jesus that we've seen in the gospels and but again the God, the epistles then tell us about jesus being seated at the right hand of the throne of the father so revelation sort of like lifts the veil on that it's really fascinating stuff and it makes us know how god's throne is you know how majestic the kind of creatures that are there it's a place of worship um, angels are there cherubims are there seraphims are there all different classes of beings we have the 24 elders we have the four beasts and then we have men of course you know we have the saints people who the white robe saints we have the martyrs who were um, killed for the testimony and the witness of christ and we also see how they are highly regarded in heaven for paying for the witness of christ and testimony of christ with their for, with their blood so you know i have been reading the bible this year with a different lens and i think god has prepared me for that in the last two years because before then i think i was reading the bible with a different sort of lens i was reading it more for wanting to understand what i could get out of it you know what i'm saying but in the last two years leading up to this year i have been reading it more with a sense of wanting to know god more and there's a subtle difference i wanted to understand how he thinks and i've always felt that that was why i was reading the scripture but i think i am doing that more now it's not so much because i want to benefit from it i don't know you know i want to know god more i want to get into his mind into his heart and i want to see what he how he thinks and his perspective of things regardless of whether 
I it is something that I would like to do. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just wanting is let, let I think I I care about him more now. It's, it's like when you're in a relationship with someone that you really really love, it's like a new love relationship. You you, you want to know it's no longer about you. It's becoming more and more selfless. It's more about making that person happy and you just want to know everything. You want to know where he or she is coming from, what have they done? you know what has who has hurt them in the past you know what would they like the future to be and who can what, what kind of person do you need to be to make that person really happy yes yeah, yeah yeah thank you holy spirit for putting that into words because that is the subtle shift because i have always wanted to know more about god but i think now i want to know more about him because i want to know the kind of person that i need to be to make him happy that's 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 very subtle shift very subtle but important so so now i'm reading more to understand what do i need to do to be the kind of child that you would i mean as in when you think about me you just smile you just like your heart just swells up with pride and with love and with appreciation and with you know with gratitude whatever you may call it you know that that this this is my beloved son feeling that you know i i, I really understand when, when god said that to jesus and what he was saying was that wow you did this for me i mean like you know how important this was for me i know you probably may not have wanted to do this on your own accord but you've proven to me that you are really you know inseparable from me because you did this simply because we asked you to and we needed you to do this so said this is my beloved son in whom i'm well pleased it was a moment of pride for the lord and he was rejoicing in the obedience and the faithfulness and the loyalty and the commitment and the love and the absolute commitment and you know just sacrifice of the lord jesus christ so Jesus is really the superstar of the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Because it's the fulcrum with which, through which we get to know God. He's sort of like the magnet that God drops on the planet to draw all things, all men unto him. And everything leads to Jesus and then Jesus leads us to God. And that's really what the Bible is all about. And Jesus is not just a man. He's not just a prophet. He's the appointed savior to bring all men to a place of reconciliation with the one who created the universe who created and loved them and would want to be reconciled back to them jesus is that fulcrum he's that magnet and um i said it in my last musing and i said there have been a lot of great people that have walked the face of the earth no doubt it's just the truth and not all of them have been in christian tradition i mean yes you can't i mean i, I Recently, I've been reading a lot of ancient writings and some of the things that people have written even before now, there have been great minds walking the place of the planet, good men and women. So, I mean, and every every faith, every religion, every tradition has the history of these people. They, Some of them, they changed the face of philosophy, of architecture. You know, they did things. Some were even great spiritual leaders that led their people on a path of reflection and growth and they brought about peace and, you know, community service and so many wonderful things, particularly in the Asian traditions and places like that. But the fact is, in all, because I have read 
and I have observed as well a lot of the traditions, not so many, but I have a sense of a lot of the world famous traditions and what they bring. And I do know, you know, what a lot of them, the positives that a lot of them bring about. But there is only one person who has said that I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And that nobody comes unto the Father except by me. And I have seen what Jesus does in the hearts and the lives of people. I'm not even talking in my life and in the lives of all those who come to them. And I make bold to say that what you, what, what you get from Jesus, even in physical and emotional terms, I, 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 it is, I don't think it is possible to get it from anywhere else. I have not seen. And what you get from Jesus in terms of spiritual authority, you don't get it anywhere else. There is really something special about the man, Jesus. He was not just an ordinary man. And I'm not saying this simply because I'm a Christian. I'm saying this as somebody who lives in a multi-faith society and observes the faith, the practice of people from different faiths and religions and also observes, has the opportunity to observe the faith and practice of people who are sincerely and actually walking in Christ and walking in the power of God. Also in my life and what I have recently experienced by application of the word of God and I thank God and his power and his doctrine I say to you that what Christ what you get in Christ you don't get anywhere else and it's a pity because the the conversation of the world is so complex and confusing now that when you say some of these things people feel how can you say that how can you say that but my prayer is that may God give as many as desire to really know in a, a true revelation there is power in the name of jesus there's power in the blood of jesus there's power in the gospel of christ there's power in the name the authority the sacrifice the doctrine of christ and that power comes directly from the throne room throne room of god from the most high god the account that is written of Jesus in the Bible is true. It's true because when you apply it, even in today's modern world with all of the complexity, it brings about miracles. Miracles. The Bible is not a fairy tale. I have seen someone delivered from what medical science could not deliver them from. By the power of God, by the power of the Holy Ghost, language says mkombe it means there are things there's a whole lot more to the world than what we see there's a whole lot more and I continue to say we would live in a world that once was inhabited by dinosaurs I believe that God allowed us to see those fossils for us to know that there's that the life that we live today didn't I mean there's a whole existence that happened before this modern age that we're living in and we need to understand the history that predated our existence it's not by chance that every tribe on earth has a folklore 
you know what they call mythology there's greek mythology there's you know roman there's even in my tradition and a lot of people don't know this but some of the mythology in my tradition actually syncs with some of the mythology in greek um um, in greek mythology for instance um thor who has a a hammer in greek uh, mythology in my mythology we have shongo who also has that same hammer is also the god of thunder and even though we call these things myths i believe that these things really happened there were really people like this on earth at some point i believe they were probably angelic beings i mean well i'm well i i am not digress too much but what i'm saying is that there are things that happened in a world that is diff- that is different from this present world that we're living in the fact that we're no longer we can't see it or that time has passed does not mean that it is not true for instance the bible tells us in the bible that this there was a time when the angels the sons of god came on earth to um, give birth to men to um to, to sleep with the daughters of men and that they then give birth to angels i believe that a lot of those mythology stories is probably the sons um the end because the sons were now giants i believe that a lot of those mythical gods that came in all the traditions around, around the world were probably those giants recorded of in the bible and they said they were known as great men all over the earth every tradition talks about those people everyone talks about them in fact we have a folklore in my tradition about angels coming down from heaven to marry people on earth i think it was a or something like that and it's written in the bible and when that methodology was written the bible hadn't come to to, to west africa they hadn't seen the old testament so these were things but in our case they're not written they, they were they were passed on through oral traditions but passed on to the point that i myself know it till today so again when i see people following after many of these gods i understand it because those thrones existed these were angelic beings so they're not i think it's wrong when christians we 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 disregard the fact that anyways the point i'm trying to make is that there is power and there are thrones but the thing is the throne of the most high is supreme to all and a lot of those thrones are thrones that were set up against the rule of god they're all part of the rebellion of the devil but i have hopelessly digressed now because i really wanted to make this about jesus but the point i'm trying to make is that i find that the bible explains a lot of things for me so even my how would i say the traditional faith religions i can see reference for why for those incidents historically in the bible and when every other tradition also tells me that there was this person you know whether it was whoever you know that worked on the earth was a great person yeah it makes sense yes i do not dispute the fact it probably did happen because the bible does tell us that there was a time when angelic beings came on earth and had doings with the daughters of men and then gave birth to sons who then became giants and big people all over the earth so yes those are the people that eventually began to be worshipped as gods it it makes sense to me it really does make sense to me but in that same story god then tells us that 
you know god eventually destroyed you know so that the wickedness upon the earth was much but about the flood of noah and since then of course god wasn't happy those angels were not supposed to do that again we see in another place where we see that god judged the angels that left their first estate they left their habitation many scholars believe that that is referring to those same angels in in genesis although you can't be too sure but clearly there were some angels that the um, the bible says they left their habitation they left so they crossed the realms and the zones and perhaps that's why they don't do that anymore today because they have seen what happened to the ones that did did that so the bible says that they are reserved in everlasting chains unto judgment so the angels that did that that crossed the zone between the spiritual and the physical realm god locks them away in eternal he judged them immediately so perhaps that is why none of them are doing it anymore now it's also possible that god has put some kind of barrier whereby they're not able to do that anymore because i really do wonder how come they were able to do that then and they're not doing that now so now they respect the barrier so they walk behind the scenes but that is even more dangerous because that means they can be hiding in plain sight all they need to do is corrupt men and get men to be doing the things that they want to be doing let it appear like it's their own thoughts it's their own beliefs it's their own values and then they remote control the entire universe and that's the modus operandi so when we have all these warnings from god from jesus the word of god the apostles everybody saying be sober be vigilant we wrestle not against flesh and blood the god of this world has blinded the minds of people so that they will not believe you know all the friendship with the world is enmity against god when he says all of these things he says earnestly contend for your faith your your adversary the devil is roaming around seeking whom to devour has anybody seen any devil roaming around all of those warnings what they're saying is the, don't pull down your your spiritual blinders the fact that you cannot see them does not mean that they are not here they cannot cross the barrier and reveal themselves physically but they are walking behind the scenes to corrupt the lives the hearts of men and make sure that the peace the joy that god has earmarked for his creation does not get to them and that life on earth becomes an epitome of everything that darkness is and righteousness is not that's the goal and jesus came to give us the ability to live above all of that to overcome these unseen evil forces and to live victorious upon earth by shining the light it is important for Christians everywhere to shine the light, to spread the light, and not give in to the temptation to be living like the devil, to be sinning, you know, anger, malice, all those things, evil talking, and this now I'm speaking to myself because all these things have a way of adding to the aggregation of evil and darkness on earth. Negative speaking, you know, all of those things. The Bible talks shows us, Revelation also shows us about how of how the prayer of the saints comes up into the throne of God. So many times, I, I, I you know what, we, we pray and we feel like God is not listening. I'm beginning to realize that prayer is like a cup. Sometimes, depending on the problem, particularly when you are praying for a nation and certain types of cup problems, the cup needs to overflow. So sometimes, saying that I have prayed, nothing is happening, is because we can't see the cup that we're trying to fill. Because many times that cup needs to overflow. The, the, the in Revelation it shows that the prayer of the saints is in a censer that he, he said there's actually a big 
like pit type of thing where there's a, the prayers of the saints are there and then an angel goes takes in a cup and lifts out so you can imagine <laughs> how many prayers need to go up to fill those centers we must never stop praying no matter what it is we're doing you know pray against evil all of you know people like the, the people on the train the people who have been terrorized and abducted you know in the kaduna train attack in nigeria we pray that god will release them in the name of jesus that all of the evil the people sponsoring evil and terrorism in nigeria that god will unveil them expose them break down their hands you know they won't be able to do all their evil anymore he will expose them and turn it all around for his good all the enemies of the nation the enemies of peace all of them using power and politics to destroy to steal and to carry out the agenda of the devil may judgment and the destruction of god be upon them and may god expose them and may god free and deliver the innocent and the righteous that all of those that have been abducted they will be returned without being harmed and that god will heal all the trauma all the lives that have been destroyed that have been tormented and oppressed that the Lord will bring it to an utter end over Northwest Nigeria, over Northeast Nigeria, and that affliction will not arise a second time, and that God will cause this to be an awakening for His church, and that we will begin to live our lives as a mission-driven church, and not a wealth-driven and materialistic church. We will cease from carnality and love of the world, and begin to love the things that God loves, giving to the gospel, and that every leader, every congregation, every faith community that will not walk in that path that God has chosen for us, by the gospel and in the name of Jesus that God will bring them down one by one and begin to set up his own gospel-centered and Christ-centered faith communities to his praise and his eternal glory in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I will leave it at that because I believe that the Spirit of the Lord has spoken and I pray that the Lord himself will perfect his plan and purpose in our hearts and in our lives and cause us to be vessels of honor meet for his use in all areas of our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day. In Jesus' name.